Because everyone that exalteth himself shall be humbled, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In today's Gospel reading, we hear the parable about the publican and the Pharisee. In it, our blessed Lord teaches us something of two opposing dispositions, one humble, the other proud, one virtuous, the other vicious. The virtue of humility is most important because without it we, can, we cannot go to heaven. Unless you become as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven, warns our blessed Lord. Seeing its significance as the foundation of our spiritual life, as St. Thomas Aquinas says, we should endeavor to understand it so as to acquire it. Humility is a supernatural virtue, which through the self-knowledge it imparts, inclines us to reckon ourselves at our true worth and to seek self-effacement. It is based on two things, truth and justice. In truth, and the truth will set us free, we see that we are sinners, maybe not the worst of sinners, but sinners nonetheless. We see that we have many various qualities, intelligence, know-how, wealth, strength, health, beauty, integrity, modesty, honesty, good manners, or what else. However, these do not come from ourselves, but from God who, in His infinite goodness, has blessed us with such wonderful gifts. In truth, we perceive that everything we have that is good, in which we make glory, does not result from ourselves. Instead, the only things that we make and have by ourselves, without the help of God and just by our pure efforts alone, are sins. The sins we commit, those things which bring us shame, infamy, and ultimately damnation. In justice, therefore, we are led to praise and thank the good Lord for His kindness towards us for all His benefits, and to cultivate what He has given us. In all fairness, we see that we have no right to admiration nor to disdain our neighbor, who seems less holy than ourselves, or to despise him if he has virtues and qualities which we lack. Humility leads to self-abasement. We see a marvelous example in our Lord, who beckons us to learn from him, for he is meek and humble of heart. Already by becoming incarnate and assuming our human nature, he has lowered himself <clears throat> from the heights of glory to the depths of dust. Greater humility than this we cannot imagine. However, to make it more apparent, he deemed it fitting that he be born in a stable, persecuted, betrayed, flagellated, spat upon, mocked, and crucified. Christ has taught us by words and deeds what is this virtue of humility. Now, if this is humility, then pride is the contrary, a vice which, through deception, inclines us to reckon ourselves more than our worth, or to seek praise, or at least attention. It is based on two things, dishonesty and injustice. By dishonesty, we think that we are the greatest of saints, or even the worst of sinners. We think that we have gotten for ourselves everything good that we have, and we blame our sins on our neighbors. We ask God to exalt us because we are better than others. And that is dishonest. By injustice, 
Therefore we praise ourselves instead of God, and ruin whatever gifts we have received from his goodness. We despise our neighbor, deemed a lesser than we. It sounds very familiar, does it not? It is the case of our Pharisee in today's Gospel. He boasts to God about his good works, fasting, almsgiving, and avoiding sins, which are good works. But his pride corrupted even these. The great evil of pride is that it turns things in themselves very good and makes them very bad. Lucifer was the most glorious of all the angels, but, what, but by one act of pride he turned himself into the most loathsome of creatures. So likewise by pride our good works are tarnished and lose something of their former brilliance, and hence our critical task to call upon divine help to illuminate our minds to the truth and to strengthen our wills to justice, that we may grow in humility. For the God who searches the reins and hearts cannot be deceived by a mere external conformity to the divine law. He sees the interior and judges the heart. So the fruits of our labors must be preserved in the sugar of humility, lest they go bad. And we cannot hide from God a feigned humility. As I mentioned earlier, the truth will set us free. That truth is Jesus Christ, who is the greatest example of humility, as already stated. If we open ourselves to the truth and follow his example, all those chains of pride which hold us captive will fall to the ground. No longer will we worry whether we are being outdone in something, or somebody is getting praise and we are forgotten. No longer will we need to be the dictator of the world, telling everyone what to do and criticizing everything. By humility we will be free, free to be ourselves and free to serve God quietly and magnificently as He wants. In many Mass books there is a prayer for humility, which sums up these considerations, and we could take it and use it as a daily prayer for ourselves as we ask God earnestly for this virtue on which our, our, which our salvation depends. In that prayer, in the Missal, it says, O God, who resisteth the proud and bestowest thy grace on the humble, grant us the virtue of true humility, at which thy only begotten Son showed to the faithful an example in himself, that we may never provoke thee to anger by our pride, but rather receive through humility the gifts of thy grace, through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.